Hey everyone, this is Brody Brum, wide receiver for the Liberty Flames, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is the Flogcast Network. Thank you for returning. This is day four of the interview process. It is a glorious day, and we are getting ready to get started with our new guest and it's it's been a long time coming finally getting him on here and this is his first appearance a champion in the floggies connor limbach the owner of the coon squad how's it going Cooney? it's good man how are you doing great doing great thank you so much for uh jumping on with us today yeah uh, thank you for inviting me are you getting ready to mow the old lawn? Yes, sir. Hopefully it's not so windy when I go outside. Ah, uh, yes. It's, it's, yes. It's so, well, hey, Connor, Connor, again, thanks for uh, jumping on with us, and we'll we'll uh, uh, do the same thing we've been doing the last, you know, the last couple of episodes, and we'll go right to it. You know, last year uh, you finished 7-7 seven and seven with a fifth place finish uh before the draft connor uh people you know lots of people on here and some of the owners are bashing your draft that year did you did that mess up what did that mess up your your confidence or did that get to your head at all no no not really it's a good question it i didn't feel i didn't feel good about the draft i didn't feel good about anybody i drafted in the whole the whole draft really Every mm-hmm. everybody I was really wanting, just like my first option, second option, third option, was just always gone when just when it came to my turn pick and you know. Right. But still, if Zeke has a little bit better of a year, I'm in the playoffs. Absolutely. Or if Saquon Barkley doesn't have a bad sprained ankle, I'm in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say because you, you did have Elliott struggling a little bit there, but you also you missed Barkley for a couple of games, then you for a couple of three weeks. Three weeks straight, or no? Yeah. I think it might have been four weeks because he sat out three games, I believe, and then they had a bye week the week he was supposed, or or it might have just been three weeks straight that I didn't have him, but it wasn't fun. Because then it was like, then yeah, I bet, I bet, and of course, uh, um, it, like like I mentioned, uh, you know, you you finished with a fifth place and um, went seven and seven. You you've had you've you've tasted success, Connor, and you've also tasted some uh, some toilet bowl of victories. Uh, you know, with with all that being said. Uh, with a seven and seven, with a seven and seven record, of fifth place, would you call that Connor a a, a bad year or a solid year? Uh, I think it was a sad year. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't so so. It was sad because, like I like I said before, it's like what well, could have been with Zeke, Saquon, Mahomes, and you know I just saw the light, and it's like. Traded Chubb, just you know, got what I could, and I knew that I wasn't going to lose to you or any of you other trash bag teams. <laughs> so I say it was a pretty good year, and now uh, I got Mr. Cooper. So 
Yes, yes. And now, you know, just real quick going over that, uh, you did have, of course, you have the two-headed monster and Elliot and Barkley, uh, and you, you, know, you did add uh, Cooper in there, which is a great add-on. It gives you more of a threat on the wide receiver core. And now, you know, skipping ahead just a little bit, uh, Kuhn, uh, your keepers, uh, you know, of course, those two that I mentioned, I'm guessing you're going to be keeping Cooper because uh, you just made a move for him. And do you have any set-in-stone keepers other than those three? Man, it's, it's up in the air, like, because mm-hmm. – Allen Robinson and Eckler were the reasons why I was, you know, feeling pretty decent coming out. Like I traded, I think I got him for the, got him for Mahomes, and he was he was a beast. I don't I don't know how it will translate this year, but I don't know if somebody offers me a good pick, I might take it. But then again, I feel like I can get one of them back in the draft. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you know, you never know uh, with, with you know, how things can uh, turn out. And if you go with Eckler, if you go with A-Rob, you do have uh, a good draft coming up, Kuna. Of course, uh, uh, you did trade one of those, like like we mentioned. Uh, yeah, I think you traded, was well, a second rounder? Yeah. For Cooper, but you do have two. Uh, number one draft picks for this coming up draft, and you also have. Um, you know, I have another. Yeah, second you just rounder. got rid of second one. Second, yeah, right. You have another second rounder, which is which is puts you in a great position, Connor, uh, for next year. So, uh, moving on again to the past, uh, you have <laughs> one title, like I mentioned, uh, and you have two uh, toilet bowl championships. Uh, so, will that will those two toilets ever go away from your shadow? Uh, they can't, man. It's just <laughs> something you gotta live with. You got you gotta recognize it and be better. Because when you so even if you let it get out of your shadow, you're gonna get drugged back in. Oh boy, that's that sounds like something you find off a fortune cookie. Something, man. Man, I like yeah. it. Yeah. So even if you yeah. win the next three years, you have you have four titles and two toilets. It's still there. Huh? Yep, you gotta remember it. Got to remember. Well, I like that. I like how you can, you know, make a negative and turn it into a positive. Well, it's not a positive. It's not positive. That's for sure. But, you know. <laughs> You're not letting it bring you yeah. down. Yep. So that's that's definitely a good good thing. So, you know, you had a pretty good strategy going into last year. Uh, is, is, is that pretty much the same strategy you're going into this year? Uh, well. I really was uh, hoping for more from Elliot, Saquon, and Mahomes, and you know they kind of all got. I don't know. It's consistency with Zeke and Saquon, but I'm gonna have a lot more. Uh, but... I can do what I want now because I have a star receiver, like Amari. I've never had something like that. Well, wait, when right. I trade away Odell Beckham Jr. for uh, Andrew Luck. Sorry, yeah. I did have a star receiver. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, for, for me, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, last year you did your first four picks for wide receivers. 
Um, so, you know, of course, you like you, like I just said, you, you picked up Cooper, but just didn't know that, you know, that same uh, strategy is going heavy on wide receivers or heavy on running backs? Or- well, see, if I, if I keep Allen Robinson, I can have a good balance and pretty much draft right. his best player available for the most part. And, you know, I can, I can still do that having the two uh-huh. first round picks, but I, I'm not trying to give away my draft strategy, you know? Oh man, I tried to get you, Ken. You got me. Right, right, you got right. Me. Well, you don't have to pick till the fourth round. Well, like I said, so I mean, you you're in a great position much. for next year, and you did have to get rid of some key players to get you in that position. Uh, Chubb and Mahomes, you got rid of, but uh, like I said, you're still in a great position with those two-headed monsters. Now, Cooper, uh, it's a you know, it's a great, uh, a great shiny star looking ahead. Uh, speaking of looking ahead, any team for looking, you know, for next year, any team for any owner that you're just worried about, and then you just that you're knowing that they are very, very good. Nope. Ooh, not even, not even the defending champion, dude. He's get, he's getting rid of his receivers. That was what was making his team. Uh, yeah, you can't count on Lamar Jackson to average, what, 35? You can't – him and – yeah. You can't count mm-hmm. on that to uh, Lamar and fucking – sorry, excuse my language. Lamar and uh, – who was it? Derrick Henry to just both do what they right. did. It's not happening. And right. even then, he could right. still, right. yeah. And now he doesn't have Amari Cooper, so. So you know, of course, it's it's, you know, by me asking you this and you saying it's going to be on on the show. So, but you know, who cares? With you saying that, are you saying that Q made a bad decision giving you Cooper? I'd say that until you know. Uh. The running back from Philly, Miles Sanders, proves that mm-hmm. he's worth. Like, yeah, Miles. Miles looked really good as a rookie, but you know, being more than what Amari's been, it's like, I don't know. Right. Yep. They could You're be. Right. It could Only be. Time it could will be tell. great yeah. for him. Uh huh. But you know, you never know. You know, he could. He could end up. Poop in the bucket, right? You know, Miles Sanders in second year. You never know. Heck, I was, you know, like I was the rumors the, that we talked about. Sorry for interrupting, but I was amazed that the got, highest like offer he got was a fifth round pick. My texted him. Right. He, he told me the highest offer he had got was a fifth round pick for Amari Cooper, and I was like, "Yeah, hmm. I'll give you a second rounder. Take it." Take oh boy. it before you change your mind. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, of course. Um, I if I would have had more picks, I probably right, would have right. them at him too. But it's like, <laughs> give, give me Zeke but, uh, and yeah, Amari. Definitely. Now I can actually watch, you know, Cowboys football game without. It was always just every time I would watch a game, it was Zeke would get shut out the goal lines. So, right. 
So are you are you purchasing a cowboy shirt? Uh, I've got a few that okay. I already owned, actually. Good. I won't be surprised, Coon, if you uh, end up drafting Prescott as well. I'll trade up for the first overall pick and get him. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the, to the other people's keepers. Uh, if you had to pick right now, other than yourself, of course, who has the best keepers? TC. TC, the other headed, two-headed and, monster. You know, Michael Thomas. Right, yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to give him any ideas on who to keep, so I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, he's definitely a top favorite. Uh, with those with those three guys and whoever he ends up keeping, it's definitely it's definitely uh, a, a favorite. Uh, so uh, with a favorite being uh, the worst keepers, who has the worst keepers, Goon? Man, I got mm, I can't. You got to pick Marcus. He's the easy one. There yeah. you go. Don't yep, think good that pick. much. Good pick. So, okay, so, you know, when, uh, when you, you know, you've had, you've had a lot of ups, you've had a lot of downs last year, of course, you know, the year before last year, you went 10 and four, lost in the championship game, almost got that title number two. Um, will that number two title come yep. this year? It's coming. It's oh, coming. It's coming. Coming sooner yep. than later then, huh? Yep. I like it. Confident, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, when you have when you have two picks in the first round and another pick in the second round, just made a beautiful move to get Cooper. You're in a great position. You should have a smile on your right, face right, right now. Here. I do, dude. I do. <laughs> should be on FaceTime right now. Just All right, awesome. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, hey, Connor, thank you so much. Do you have any other last comments? Uh, no. Have a good evening, man. Are you Are you accepting any more offers, uh, Trey? Hit me with them. No, nah, I'm ready oh, for whatever. I don't know. I kind I kind of uh, don't want to let Eckler or A Rod walk, though. Or I don't want to trade anything away from them because. I'd like them to be one of them to be there for my uh, first pick. So, right. I don't know, man. Right. Yeah. It would be painful seeing one of those. Uh, it would be. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Coon, thank you so much for your for your first appearance in the Floggies. Uh, thank you, and hopefully we'll get you on here before all draft right, night. All care. right. Awesome. That was Connor Limbach, the owner of the Coon Squad, a one-time champion. He has blessed us with his appearance. Uh, give us a quick break, and we'll, we'll bring another guest on today. Uh, thank you so much, guys. We'll be Is your vehicle a complete mess? Are you tired of your kids riding wash me in the back of your vehicle or five-year-old Cheetos sitting in your car seat? 
then contact Steininger Car Care located in Rochester, Indiana. He will clean your vehicle inside and out with a wash and interior clean, wash and wax, and wash and wax interior clean. Contact Dave Steininger at 574-367-5775 or email him at steiningercarcare at yahoo.com and he will make your vehicle look in spotless clean. Hello guys and welcome back to the Flogcast Network. Um, I am Jake McKinley, a.k.a. Skin, a.k.a. Skinley, a.k.a. Skinny Pete, the owner of the High Flying Hawaiians. I am filling in today for your normal host, Mr. Justin Ruff, owner of the LeBron Kings. Uh, We have a special guest for us today, um, just in a different seat. So we do have the owner of the LeBron Kings with us today. And we're going to ask him a few questions about the upcoming season and some past moves. So, without further ado, uh, welcome, Mr. Ruff, just in a different different position today. Yeah, this is weird. Appreciate that, Skinley. That was, that was well put and well done. And I appreciate being in the, in the passenger seat. For sure, for sure. I'm sure it feels feels a little different, you know. We, we've only had a few different guest uh, guest hosts here, and Benzing's done a great job every time he's been on, and, and it's good good to be here asking you a few questions. So um, let's just let's just get into it and get rolling, you know. Let's sounds great. Let's hit that sounds elephant great. Elephant in the room, okay? So uh, <laughs> man, it's been a rough go of it. Uh, four out of five losing seasons with three straight toilet bowl appearances. What's what's your plan on on changing that? Well, you know, one season at a time, Skin. Thanks for throwing that in my face. You know, it, it's been nice. Uh, uh, we live in that memory, but you know, I tell you what, you know, it, it, my goal it's to let everybody know, Skinly. My goal is to is try not to suck. And that's just our mentality going into next year, uh, just not uh, going into that toilet bowl for the fourth year in a row. Keegan said it earlier a couple of episodes ago, if, you, if your goal is to not win the championship, you're in the wrong league. And, of course, that is our goal. But our other goal is to not win a freaking championship in the toilet bowl. And, you know, you can also look at it like this, Skin. Yeah, I've made three in a row three toilet bowl appearances, but I've also skinned, I've escaped two out of three. So, you know, 75% of that, I, I came out with, uh, with a toilet bowl escapee, if you will. So, you know, yeah, we've, we've made it in there three years in a row, but we've escaped twice. So you got to look at the positives, got to take a negative into a positive, And hopefully this year uh, is, is a different year. That is a good way to look at it, Ruff, and uh, and I will say, you know, it is a difference, you know, losing the toilet bowl or being the toilet bowl champ, you know, as compared to getting there and escaping by by, the, right. by your teeth, you know, escaping does feel feel good, and you don't have that blemish on your record, but for sure, yep. you know, at, you know, going off of that uh, answer of yours, saying that you're trying not to suck. Well, I would say that with your draft capital, it seems to be a little, I could beg to differ. You only have two picks in the top five rounds. 
Now, right. do you just not think with your head, or what's going on here? How does this happen? Please explain. Well, here, you know, lots of lots of teams, Skin, they, they, they approach their trading uh, strategy differently. My, my strategy is to constantly make moves. And, of course, I, what I have in my ammo bag is draft picks. And, you know, I want the big boys and I want the big guns. And sometimes, you know, you have to swing your bat for the fences. You know, Babe Ruth, he was one of the best players of all times. But he also led the major leagues in strikeouts. So, you know, I swung for the fences for like a guy named Odell who turned out to be a strikeout. And then I swung for the fences for one of your dudes, David Johnson, and that just didn't work out for me. I make big boy moves, and sometimes those big boy moves, Skinly, they just don't work out. So what I do is I take those strategy, take those draft picks, and I throw them at the big boys in the league, and sometimes it just doesn't work out. But it does bite me in the butt but you know, when, when you go into draft night. But if you look at my draft, Skin, I suck at drafting. I suck. I overthink things. I, 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 I use my head too much. I study way too hard, and I just get in my head. There's multiple nights where a couple, like before draft, I stay up all night on my laptop looking at, you know, going through scenarios of who to draft in my mock drafts in my head, and then I just I, I hurt myself. So I'm, a, I'm my own enemy when it comes to draft nights. And, if you know, sometimes if I think if I go get the big boys and minus those draft picks, I can try to maybe – make some moves towards the end of the season, fill in those gaps. But it, it's it's probably not the best strategy, but it's what I go with. Well, I, I can't say I agree with your method, but I guess I understand. And, I, and you know, I'm, I'm not one that has much room to talk being a loser this year. But, um, you know, it, uh, it sometimes it's a little hard to watch from afar, you know. <laughs> So, go, going off of that, the last two years, as you said, you know, your draft has been absolutely awful. Um, what, what's your new plan coming into this draft? Do you have a new, new plan, new strategies? Well, you know, you know, looking at, you know, talking to all these, the, these owners and stuff, uh, their strategy is focusing on the draft. Now, I know, you know, my, my strategy – it hasn't been like that at all. So my, you know, I'm not going to change. Possibly not going to change anything up, really. Uh, you know, if I if I see if I see a big boy, I'm going to try to get him. Maybe throw a draft pick at him. But you know, I'll tell you what, skin. You know, you you look at all of this, and I I don't want to brag or you know fill my head with air. I am the reason why this league is what it is when it comes to excitement. I make this league so exciting because I make stupid moves and draft and sending stupid, crazy draft picks to people or offering a, a gold shining ring to somebody who doesn't deserve it. I make this league exciting. And sometimes leagues need stupid guys like myself. And it's not like I'm throwing stupid. I am, in my opinion, I think that's the right move. But I love making moves. I love doing. I love making this league exciting, and I think that's this. You know, I'm. That's one of the, my goals is just make this exciting for everybody, but still care about my my team. And I'm, you know, going into the draft. Hang on, going into the draft. I, you know, I'm focusing 
on filling in my hole. So right now, I, I need a wide receiver, and I think that's what hurt me last year. I, you know, I had I had some guys who Brandon Cooks who didn't full, you know, didn't fill in the shoes that I wanted him to fill. So um, I have a third round draft pick and a fifth round draft pick. So right, that's what I have right now. Uh, so we'll see if if I fill in that first, second, and fourth hole. But um, right now I need to, I just, you know, I got three running backs and a wide receiver. So I need to fill in the wide receiver holes. And going right off that, who who are those right now in your minds, your keepers that you're pulling into next year? Yeah, got to, you know, hang on, hang on tight to Hopkins. You know, if someone wants to prowl him off of me, I have to see multiple first-round draft picks. This is how it is. He's my – He's my main two, my main go-to guy, and so he is not in, you know, the top twenty. He's he's my he's my guy. Um, and then of course Nick Chubb. Uh, we discussed a little bit in the in the in the chat, in the group chat that you know, yeah, I dashed a lot of a lot of first-round draft picks for Odell, but Keegan gave me another one first-round draft pick, and I threw it to get a young bad boy and Nick Chubb and. So I think that was a good move on my part. So I got those two guys are my are my clear cut go to guys, and and my other ones I kind of like Ken and Drake, and you know he's he's starting to become. He's still very young, and last year I'm sure that you know who he is, and I'm sure you like him a lot. But he saved my butt last year, so I think he he's going to turn into a, for for Arizona. You know their go to guy. So I have him and uh, Hopkins on Arizona, which I'm pretty happy about. And my fourth keeper, I made a big move to get Fournette, and I still believe in him. And like uh, Q said a couple episodes ago, you know, he's one of the top running backs, and he only had three touchdowns. So I think, you know, he's he's definitely going to get get those touches. But, you know, this question mark is still there in Jacksonville, if they're going to ship him or what they're going to do there. But I still think he's a very good running back. So right now, those are my four guys. All right. Well, it looks like you got them, got them solidified. Um you know, piggybacking off that, you know, how do you feel about the offseason trades that you've made specifically this year? You know, you acquired uh, Leonard Fournette and then you let go of A.J. Brown, obviously, and gave him to me. Um, how do you feel about your trade so far in this this current offseason? Well, you know, with I, you know, I wasn't. So if you take those trades away, um, I didn't have Fournette. So Todd Gurley was still my option. And then, of course, Kenyon Drake. I, I still don't know about uh, Todd Gurley. It's hard to say say goodbye because um, I've only had him for one year. Um, but, of course, he's going to be – I'm offering – I'm hearing trade offers for him. He's still a very good uh, running back. With Even with his age, he's still very young. But, with you know, A.J. Brown, it was it – was, I think you definitely stole that guy from me for a fifth round draft pick. I think he's, I mean, in his rankings as of right now, I just looked today and he's, he's still going up every day. He, his rankings go up higher and higher, like towards the top 15. So he's getting closer to that mark. So he, he's, he's going to be a very good wide receiver. I think he has a breakout year this year at Tennessee. I think he's going to be a great keeper. I think that was a steal for you, but I just wanted, I wanted, you know, to sleep a little bit better and make sure that I at least have two picks in the fifth round 
Um, it makes it makes it a little bit better. But I, I'm still moving skin. I'm still working. Like I said, I have three more draft picks to fill. And let me remind everybody, I was in the same boat as last year. I was I was missing a lot of picks in the first five rounds, and I filled them in. I think I filled everyone in but one. I didn't think I don't think I had a pick in the third round. So you know, yeah, I had to get rid of uh, some players or some you know picks, but I you know I filled them all in. So you know, I'm still working every day. I'm still you know never taking a break and still deciding what how to fill in those in. If I don't, then I don't. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, I guess my next question is, how do you stay motivated after a handful of bad seasons, you know, three straight toilet bowl appearances, what, what keeps your fire lit? What keeps you rolling after those, these poor, poor seasons? You guys, you guys do. It's definitely so exciting. It's so fun to play uh, fantasy football and talk crap with you guys. Um, I, you know, when I, when I lost, that uh, two years ago when I lost to the toilet bowl, as you all know, I was very pissed at myself. I was very pissed at the game of fantasy football, and I was just upset, and I went in depression. I just didn't want to talk or say anything about fantasy football, but then I realized I'm not in it to, you know, I'm not in it to brag and win, basically. I mean, of course, winning's awesome, but the, the bond that I have with you guys just, you know, every single day talking crap and about fantasy football and, you know, getting on this show and communicating with you guys. I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, you know, this, this stuff like this is keeping me motivated. Yeah, I'm not, I am awful skinly at fantasy football. You can, I mean, it shows I'm not good, but I freaking love it. I love playing. I love playing this game and I love playing it with you guys. So I'm blessed to be in this group and, that, that's what keeps me motivated. Good question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I understand that. Um, on the outlook of our, our entire group here, who, who would you say then has the best keepers and who has the worst keepers? Feel free to just kind of pull shoot from the, the hip and, and tell me all your thoughts on everyone's keepers uh, going into next year. I do think now we, we've discussed it a little bit. I threw my opinion out there a little bit. I do think that Keegan probably has the four top best players as keeper-wise. Um, if TC, if I was in TC's shoes, I would definitely try hard. Of course, shockingly, I would try to make a move and get a fourth keeper. Um, he's got three monsters, and I think he's just one keeper away uh, for being absolutely freaking dangerous. And I think those two guys, I think Keegan's ahead a little bit, and then TC right after him. Keegan, you can outlook the champion. He's got four guys that are very good as well. But I do believe that he made a mistake getting rid of Cooper. Um, I think Cooper's just a better uh, – he's going he's gonna to have a better career ahead than Mike Evans. But um, his loyalty is strong, and you got to respect that. I mean, But you never know with Tom Brady and – you know, him and Godwin, you know, Evans and Godwin, you never you never freaking know when it comes to that quarterback dishing out the wide receiver. So absolutely. I mean absolutely. and you know, with with Miles Sanders is definitely a risk keeping him. Um, but you know, of course of course loyalty when it comes to uh his his favorite team. So I think those teams are pretty legit. Those keepers. Connor of course has a uh a very good he made a great move to get Cooper. I thought he's probably Maybe towards the bottom until he made that Cooper move. Um, not towards the bottom, maybe just floating in the middle because 
Barkley and Elliott were strong, but I think that really bumped him up maybe over that. And I think he's probably in the top four. And then I think Scott, he he's kind of like in TC shoes, but a little bit back farther because he's he's got one missing guy possibly. Juju's there, but you just know you don't know if he's going to be two year ago Juju or last year Juju. So yep, uh, you don't know when it comes to that. But he does have the the three Chiefs there. Uh, but if you if you shut down if Chiefs have a bad game, Scott has a bad game. So um, it's you know. That's how you stop Scott Benzine's team, just root against the Chiefs. Yep, um, absolutely. So yeah, so it was just a rundown, possibly maybe top four or five keepers. For sure. And how about your opinion on uh, on the worst keepers? No, I, I said this in, in a couple episodes ago. I picked your team being the worst, but I've looked at it more skinly. And I do believe that Marcus has the worst team because, um, you know, with you, with you having uh, – Josh Jacobs and um, Julio, those two guys are I mean, still legit keepers. And I mean, Julio is, and then Jacobs is still – I mean, he's, he's very young. I think he's going to have another great year this year, year two. And then you picking up A.J. Brown definitely helped you. So, you know, I think, I think you slide away over Marcus. You know, with Marcus, yeah, he has Mixon. Uh, but you, you just never know with Mixon if, if he's going to – get rid of these injuries and if you know what what's going to happen with Cincinnati and are they going to be a good team now because they got a new quarterback you don't know uh so you like I do like Joe Mixon I do like Galladay I think Galladay was a steal uh for uh for uh Marcus I think it was a good pickup and then uh he does have Allen but I just I don't feel like Diggs is a keeper guy I don't think that he's he's there yet um, or he, if he will be there to be like a solid, great keeper. I do see Mark is making a move, though. I do see him uh, maybe possibly going after a a first round caliber kind of guy. So I don't, I don't think that Marcus is done. He'll turn the he'll turn the switch on, Skinley. Absolutely. There's still plenty of time left <laughs> in the off season for for us to make make some moves and and get our keeper situation solidified. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Um, you know, going back to the amount of trades that you tend to make, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for an over under here. Over under four, three. Let's say three. Over under three more moves before the season starts for you, Mister Ruff. What's your prediction? Are you going over three moves or under three moves before the draft? Good question. Good question. Of course. I mean, come on, Skin. You know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> My plan is, of course, is to make more than three moves. Uh, you know, they might be cupcake moves and they might be big boy moves. But um, I can't remember if I knew you were going to ask this, I would have counted how many moves I made before the draft even started. I think they were, I think it was over three. Yep. I really do. I think it was over three because I know I acquired uh, Todd Gurley and I, I, I uh, traded away three sevens to get a first rounder for uh, against Coon or for Coon. So I think it's definitely, that was just two right there off the top of my head. So I do think I made more than three and I've already, you know, three trades have happened already as in the whole league and I've been involved in two of them. So <laughs> it's not surprising <laughs> to anybody. That's for sure. Right. I mean, come on, man. I just love making moves. It's, you know, if I'm, if I, 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 my switch, you know, what I, what I went through the other day with Marcus, my switch is constantly on. And, you know, that, you know, heck, Marcus, I was looking earlier, Marcus is 
We've played four times. He's beat me three. And his team sucks. <laughs> but, you know, maybe the switch just hurts me. Who knows? Piggybacking off that, you know, how does it make you feel when, when people question the amount of trades and or the amount of draft capital that you give up for a keeper? You know, that's only four roster spots on our entire roster you know, right. with those four keepers and you you'll you'll swing your first round picks and multiple first round picks for the next year's coming. H- how does it feel when, when people just absolutely shit on you for some of the trades? Here's here's what I do to scan there. I put the I put that comment and I put it on a rotation device and I say bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's just like it's just like all the questions I've been asking everybody. You know, is all these this media, especially with Pew, it's all this media getting into your head. It did. It did probably if you would have asked me year one or year two. But now it's like, heck, man, let's go, let's do it. And big, big old smile on your face, maybe a little giggle, and you move on. <laughs> so, so you could say you enjoy being the not a little bit of the villain, the uh, you know the. Um, antagonist, you're always kind of going against the grain, and, and get, you're almost even getting under under people's skins <laughs> with some of those. You know, we spoke in our in our group message, and you know, one term that was was uh, thrown out there was that you you oversaturated the dra- the, the trade market um, by throwing out so many picks for just some, you know, for these keepers, and it, it almost makes it hard for other people to make trades because they're expecting to get a a king. Ransom a rough a Justin Ruff haul back for some of their players when we all know nobody else is going to give up that type of draft capital. Absolutely. So how do you feel about that comment? Well, how do you feel about the oversaturation of of the trade market? Do you feel that you've done that? Absolutely, Skimmy. I tell you what, me me doing this, me being crazy and stupid and not thinking, it's changing the game of fantasy football in our league. It really is. That freaking you know, I get pissed now. Coming from my brain, if someone someone offers me a third rounder for DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it blows my mind. I'm expecting maybe three first round picks, but here I am getting a third round draft pick. It kind of makes me mad. And uh, like right before, right before inside information skin, right before the the trade deadline, I offered maybe I think it was like four or five first round draft picks. Uh, you know, the next like four or five years for McCaffrey. Yep. And uh, he didn't. He didn't accept it. TC he, didn't budge on he, it, huh? He didn't even budge, and I kept going higher and higher. <laughs> I just threw all my draft picks on him. I think I, I think it went up to like eight eight picks, and he, didn't, he didn't budge. <laughs> so if he doesn't well, accept that, come on. I mean, I I. I Personally, I'm glad that TC didn't budge, but, you know, McCaffrey, obviously, I think he is probably the most solid keeper that you could possibly have in this league. Um, but, man, eight first-round picks, oh, gosh, that would have put this whole group in just an absolute frenzy. Well, I guess, I you know, and that's, and that's what he said, Skin. He said that – he said everyone would be so pissed at him, he can't make that move. And, you know, <laughs> it, you know it comes in like – you can't can't be mad at him. You gotta respect it. But I'm like, dang, man. But you know, I I to answer your question in full, I, I really do enjoy uh, uh, messing up, not messing up, but you know, giving everyone uh, peace of mind. Uh, well, Ruff offered me this. Or Ruff did this. You know, explain 
you know, of course, like I said, I can't beat you in fantasy football. I suck at the game, but I love making big boy moves. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we and we we all see it and we understand it and we're all now just coming to expect it. <laughs> it's nothing new when you make moves like that. We're all just sitting there ready and we're we're used to it now. Well, see, so yeah, now we're kinda I, numb to it at this well, point. Well yeah, now it kinda sucks because I'm running out of my ammo. Well, no shit. That's what happens. <laughs> That's why, you know, some people weigh the future uh, along with the present. It seems like you're always stuck in the present of what you're going to do now and, and who you're going to have now as your four keepers. How do you go about that? Thinking about your future team compared to winning this current season, even though it doesn't seem that it's worked out for you. Well, oh, man. Well, you know, it's it's. It's it's good because a couple a couple of years ago my my dudes kept you know with dudes kept getting older and older. I mean with with uh, Todd Gurley yeah he wasn't old but his his bones feel like they're getting old. So that's why I felt like ah well I mean I, I got to look at younger younger guys. That's why I acquired uh, Nick Chubb and you know Fournette he's still he's still a younger guy and and Kenyon Drake's a younger guy and Hopkins is still there. So of course I don't have multiple multiple picks in the first round, like maybe like Coon or Q, but I still have a, a pretty young team. It's got to build around those guys. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Nick Chubb, I guess I have a, a roster question for them. Does uh, does the Kareem Hunt uh, worry you at all yeah. going the next Yes, it freaking does. I keep waiting for him to get shipped or freaking go somewhere, but it's, it's still, it's, I keep reading stuff about Nick Chubb and if he's going to if he's going to be the big boy or if they're going to share, you know, it definitely sucks. But Nick Chubb is a very talented guy. It's not like it, it isn't Indy where you got Marlon Mack and now Taylor. Uh, I think Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league. And I don't, Absolutely. I don't see him sharing with Kareem Hunt, but Kareem Hunt is very talented as well. So they might throw him in there and maybe in the, you know, the, the, in the throw game. I, I'm not sure, but it still takes away some, some points from Chubb, which is is it's kind of painful, but it is what it is. I'm I'm not going to ship him as of right now. He's on the trading block, uh, unless of course, Stan, if you want to get rid of three first rounders, then me. <laughs> nah, dog, I'm I'm cool on that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I will say, you know, Nick Chubb last year, he was the NFL's leading rusher, and and, and that was with Kareem Hunt even coming back towards the end of the year. You know, it wasn't right, it wasn't right. until Derrick Henry's just absolute monster of December, you know, for the second time. But Derrick Henry, you know, busting off those big runs that that finally overtook Nick Chubb as the NFL's leading rusher. So so even with a little bit of timeshare back there, Nick Chubb was still the second leading rusher in the NFL. So I will give you that. He is a monster, and they did just add Jack Conklin to that offensive line. And as a Tennessee Titans fan, I know he's a talented guy. Um, he's definitely going to want to pave some holes for Nick Chubb and, and help him become the leading rusher instead of Derrick Henry this next year. But um, mm-hmm. but we'll see what happens. All right. So last last question that I got for you here, Ruff. Um, are you going to your fourth straight toilet bowl? Well, as of right now, Skin, uh, that is not the plan. Um, we are we are. Uh, Circling the the day of the championship of the the Foggies championship, not the Toilet Bowl championship. Um, I still, you know, I still have not 
uh, like you mentioned in the beginning, I have uh, my very first year uh, was my last winning season. So it, it's, it's been very painful. Um, and, you know, of course, me telling you all my strategy moves and, you know, doing all this stupid stuff. It sounds like, you know, if you're outside looking in this league, you're like, dude, rough. You are so stupid. Quit doing this crap and focus on the draft. But be like, oh, man, it's just it, 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 it's it's too boring, Skinley. It's too boring. <laughs> I can't do it. I got to make. Did, yep, TC hit it on the head. You just, you get bored, huh? I do, I do, <laughs> man. It gets exciting, and I I want to be in the you know exciting league, and, and I got to make moves constantly, and sometimes it hurts me. And the majority of the time lately, the last five years has been hurt me, but um. I'm going to maybe focus a little bit more on on the draft, I guess. But if there's a big boy out there and they want draft picks. So if, if my calculations – sorry, go, go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. If my calculations are correct, does that mean that there are zero championship appearances for the LeBron Kings? Zero. Yep. Zero no. championship appearances. Haven't even been to the championship yet. No, it hasn't I, even skipped uh, it. No, I got third one year. I got third. I remember, I think it was Q that beat me to get into the championship, and you won that first year. Um, I think I had the second best record after you, if I'm not mistaken. I had a good year that year. And of course, that's because I didn't trade anything. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you know I might have got lucky. That's why I got third. But of course, we had six guys that year. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so zero in that category. Scan. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, Ralph. Well, okay. that's all I got for you, man. I appreciate you taking your time to hop on this. Uh, you know, and and uh, I I applaud your. Um, what's the what's the right term here um applaud your determination um there you go to kind of dig yourself out of the mud um even though you know you seem to take one step forward and take maybe three to four to five to six steps back but (laughs) that's beside the point you know you still keep chugging along and and we appreciate that and um you know it's it's good to, to have your excitement in this league for sure well, it's good. And, you know, of course, you know, I might be called the LeBron, you know, the LeBron squirrels because, you know, every squirrel skinly, they find a nut. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it might it might take 10 more years, but I'm going to I'm going to find one and I'll bring home a championship to the rough household. For sure. For sure. Well, I look forward <laughs> to seeing that day. Um, I just highly doubt that that day will be next year with only two picks in the top five rounds. But, you know, um, best of luck to you, especially with that limited draft ammunition. You know, I, I do hope you make a couple other moves to get some more draft capital so you can at least uh, pull together a competitive roster this year. Um, but, you know, best of luck next year. And um, besides when you play me and other than that, you know, we'll we'll see you on the gridiron. Appreciate it, Skin. And, of course, I'm going to I'm going to be. Uh, Todd, Todd Gurley, everybody. Todd Gurley is still a very highly great uh, running back. So if anyone wants to throw a first-round draft pick at me, go ahead. <laughs> Ain't nobody throwing a first-round draft pick at those <laughs> knees, that's for sure. <laughs>
any other last comment or or uh, anything to say to the viewers or uh, the group members, Ruff? No. Hey, thanks so much, Gimli. Thanks for being the lead today, and uh, we'll we'll jump back on here shortly with you soon. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. This has been the Flogcast Network. This is Skin checking out. <laughs>